With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, stay connected wherever you go and transform your vehicle into a dependable Wi-Fi hotspot. Powering applications like real-time GPS and voice assistant, navigation becomes a breeze. Even on the practice field, AT&T in-car Wi-Fi keeps you connected while in proximity of your vehicle. Work, stream shows, or finish homework without missing a beat. See if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. Don't let connectivity be a roadblock in your journey. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. What's out there is unknown. So at UC San Diego, out we go. Because to take on the challenges of the here and now, you got to get your feet wet, your eyes open, and your mind out there. Way out there. Turning the unknown into cures, culture, and connections with each step forward. So pack a bag, a notebook, and some sandals and get ready to look far and think further. UC San Diego. Learn more at ucsd.edu. When I became a mother at 35, a lot of people assumed that my best days were behind me, but not me. I'm Mickey James, a nine-time women's wrestling champion, award-winning country music recording artist, an executive producer, entrepreneur, philanthropist, but above all, a wife and a very proud mother. And I am so excited to share with you our new line of nutritional supplements designed for strong, active women from LegacySubs.com her legacy. Now you may have heard our ads on other podcasts for our best-selling testosterone booster, Test X9, or our amazing sleep aid, Recovery PM. And now I get to launch a line of products for women, by women, to help women be their absolute best physically and mentally so that they can crush it in everything they do. All of our products are made right here in the USA in an FDA-approved facility and are personally used and approved by myself and my husband, world champion and published fitness author Nick Aldis. So whether you're a guy looking to add inches to your arms and lose them off your waist, or a woman who wants to look, feel, and perform at her absolute best, I really hope you try our products at LegacySubs.com. Use code Francine for 10% off your entire order and we ship worldwide. Set your goals, push your limits, leave your legacy at LegacySupps.com. All right, let's get it going right here, right now. This is Eyes Up Here, and you're listening to brand new Eyes Up Here exclusively on our Patreon channel, as well as the Control Network in audio form. My favorite kind of uh, podcasting is still via audio. If you didn't know by now, my name is Chad. I'm 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 a Mark apparently, and every single week I'm joined here by <laughs> the host, the Queen of Extreme, uh, Francine. Retired her glitzy shirt from last week, but now she's here and in a lot of pain. <laughs> I, I couldn't do it today, guys. I, I apologize. Uh, my mouth is throbbing. Uh, you're lucky I showed up. My work ethic is strong. Even if I'm sick, I do what I need to do. So I'm here. Uh, but I would have called out today if if I was able to. I almost said to you, can the lovely Liz 
substitute for me, but it was so short notice. Uh, <laughs> I didn't think she would be able to. So I am, I'm here, but um, I got, okay. So here's the story. Let's hear it. Do we have time? Well, we got time. So here's the story. Monday, today is Friday. Y'all know our schedule by now. Uh, Monday, I had to go to the dentist and I'm getting braces on the 28th. So I had to go on Monday to get spacers put in my teeth. Now I looked it up online, saw what the procedure was, didn't think it was a big deal. I was like, yeah, I can do this, no problem. Well, apparently my teeth are all so close together, they were having trouble putting the spacers in. Okay. Pushing, pushing, pushing. The assistant had to call somebody else in because she couldn't get them between my teeth. You know, it was just when they would pop in, my gum would cut. It would cut my gum. So my mouth is bleeding. You have to put eight of them in. You got four on the top and four on the bottom. She got six or seven of them in. But in the back, I have two crowns that are next to each other. So she called somebody in. That lady continued to push, push, push. Now I'm laying down. Okay. I'm laying down like this. She pushed so hard that the crayon popped off and went down my throat. Ooh. Like literally like, uh, uh, I had to grab it before I choked to death. Oh my gosh. And um, she was like, oh, what happened? And I said, you just knocked my crayon out of my mouth. <laughs> she went, oh, and she walked out of the room. No apology. No, no, nothing. She just left. So the other girl who was very, very sweet she apologized profusely and I was just like, it's okay. And she's like, Oh, it came off clean. We can just cement it back in. They had to call my dentist in. So my dentist walks in and she's just, and, and now I'm thinking, am I paying for this? Like, is it going to cost me another thousand dollars? Like, what am I doing here? She cemented it in, but they couldn't get the spacer in. So I had seven of them in and this one, they said, you can just come back and get it done another day. Okay. Great. I go home, every single spacer pop, 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 pop. Oh, they, just, just on its own? Just they all, Well, I tried to eat. They told me I can eat. They said, don't eat sticky foods. Don't chew gum. Don't eat caramel. Stay away from sweets if you can, like the sticky Laffy Taffy, that kind of stuff. I came home. I think I ate. I don't know. I, I think I, I got Chex Mix or something. Ooh, and I would a just lot of little particles, though. Well, I tried to, like, suck on it to make it a little softer. And then, <laughs> you, you know, you nibble here and there. Well, oh, everything yeah. broke. Because they said you can eat anything but, but sticky stuff. I didn't know. So I called them. She says, oh, he's at lunch. You got to call back in an hour. Fine. Call back in an hour. I said, listen, this is broke. This one's broke. Oh, you can come back. Uh, maybe we can do it on the day that you get your braces done. Because the what I'm doing is the top are getting braces. The bottom, I have to go back in six months to get the braces on the bottom. Because okay. I, uh, the overbite has to move back. Well, here, they all busted. So I said, they're all broken. So she said, well, then you have to go to our other office on Wednesday. I said, fine. Uh, my mouth was full of blood. I'm like, I don't understand what's going on. The throbbing was ridiculous. So Wednesday, I went to this different office. 
It was the lady that knocked my crown out. <laughs> oh, I, yeah. I, I said, please let it be anyone but her. There she is standing there. So I said, oh, good morning. How are you? And she goes, I'm fine. How are you? And I was like, I'm good. And um, she said, so she said, what happened? And I said, yeah, they knocked my crown out. She goes, oh, that was me. <laughs> and I'm waiting for her to say sorry, no sorry, no nothing. And I'm like, what a bitch. So I just said, well, just get them in, please, and, and get me out of here. Well, she got seven of them in. Of course, that one in the back, she couldn't get in. So the orthodontist who's doing my braces, I think that's who it is, he came in and he said, we got to put a spring. I said, okay. Well, the spring wouldn't fit. He had pliers. He's pushing down. Did not fit. So finally, he said, we got a metal uh, wire. I'm going to wrap it around. I'm going to twist it. I'm going to cut it. And that's going to be in your mouth. And I said, fine. So he did that. Then he proceeded to tell me that when you got braces like 50 or 60 years ago, you had to have a metal wire around every single tooth in your mouth. Yeah. And now I, I have eight spacers. I would have had to do all 32 teeth with this metal oh my God. back in the day. Um, but anyway, so I came home Wednesday. All I've eaten is uh, soup, like butternut squash, because it's very smooth, and, uh, and shakes. And that's it. And oh, and uh, mashed up avocado, like a baby, baby food avocado. And I've okay. lost two pounds in two days. Oh, so that's the secret, huh? Just go to the dentist and get spacers. Don't eat. And um, (laughs) I'm starving and I'm mad and I have another, uh, what, 12, 11 days. So maybe I'll lose another 11 pounds and, you know, I'm getting, I'm probably eating about between, I would say six and 750 calories a day, which is ridiculous. I'm sorry. Are you hungry? I'm starving. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I'm watching flu- food vlogs like an asshole. Okay. Yeah, that's probably not good. Why that's I... probably. Now, did you have food? <laughs> did you have the inclination to maybe get some laffy taffy like they told you not to do? Were you attempted no. to have some laffy taffy? No. <laughs> I'm, you... I'm not even biting. I, I'm afraid to bite down. I, I'm literally sitting here with my mouth open all day long. I'm not putting pressure on because I think they're just rubber, like rubber bands. Mm hmm. If you put too much pressure, they're going to snap. And then I'm going to have to go back and they're going to do it all over again. And I'm going to bleed again. And if they knock another tooth out, I might knock the bitch out myself because I can't deal with this anymore. <laughs> Dial into much. the queen of extreme here in the dentist office. <laughs> it's chill. And, and, you know, your teeth are shifting now because right. of these spacers. So uh, it's constant throbbing. Oh, and that's instead of 48 hours, you'll be fine. Well, it's been 48 hours and I'm still in pain. And it wakes me up in the middle of the night. That's like boom, boom. This is this feels. Yeah, it's like the heartbeat. (laughs) It's that's terrible. It's the worst. So I'm I'm just tired. I'm hungry. I I know it could be a lot worse, and and I I know that before anybody shits on me, I understand. But right now I am in misery because I'm just you know when you want to eat and you just you're just hungry and you just want to eat something. I just want to (laughs) eat. I'm just there's, hungry. There's nothing that grosses me out more than teeth. Really? I can't. I, even with the little girls and their loose teeth, I can't. I can't be in the room. I don't like it. It just really? it makes me queasy. I'll pop that sucker right out. Oh, there. it makes me so queasy. And little Bree's got this little tooth that's hanging on by a thread. And every time I talk to her, she's like wiggling it. I'm like, pull it. Oh, no. Oh, you are a wuss. I'm like, there's an apple. Try. 
I, that could work. That could work. When so we were what's, at Disney, my kid, uh, I forget which, I think it was my daughter. She bit a chicken nugget and the tooth was in the nugget. Oh, oh, <laughs> yuck. I was like, oh, yes, they made my magic. stomach turn. Oh, that's yeah, terrible. And they, and they, both kids, and they, they um, I think they both lost the tooth, and they brought stuff to the room, like the tooth fairy. It was really cute. It's nice. I'm not. Even, I, I have legit. Like I had like a wave just come over me, like a heat oh, wave. You are such a puss. It's. Oh, I just Lord. don't like teeth now. But now here's the funny part. So a movie like there's a horror movie called The Dentist with Corbin Burnson. Uh, Cor- yeah, Cor- no Corbin. Um, uh, what's yeah Corbin Burnson. I can watch that because it's it's clearly fake. fake. It's clearly you know there the, you can see the blood and blah, blah blah, and he gets off on the blood and all that. It's terrible. <laughs> Good lord, Corbin. But, <laughs> yeah, it's weird. It's the dentist. There's a few of them, and he's it's over the top like villain. But real teeth. Anybody who has a tooth, it is. And now I can sit in the dentist chair and get my teeth worked on. No problem. I've been told my dentist said my parents did a good job with my dental care <laughs> growing uh-huh. up. Anybody else's teeth problems? It gives uh, me such like ugh, just nasty. Um, my good friend Shannon, who you know is Daphne, she can't Green. she can't be in the same room if you're brushing your teeth. The sound of the brushing of the teeth grosses her out. And one day I ran around with my toothbrush, I was chasing her, and she was getting so mad. See, I got to have the water running. Because I don't like it either. I don't, not to that extent, but I have the water running because I don't like the sound of it. Like, oh just God. brush on tooth. I know exactly what she's talking about, but I have the water running all the time. Guys are weirdos. I don't care about the water bill. Let the water bill be $9,000. <laughs> I, $20, I just don't want to hear you brush your teeth. Payment plan. What? Wow. <laughs> well, yeah, that doesn't bother me. And and usually the dentist, you know, I'm I'm pretty lackadaisical when it comes to the dentist i'm just like whatever just do you know i had two c-sections you could do whatever but i had tears coming down my face they were pushing so freaking hard on my gum line and then i was just bleeding and she's like oh you're bleeding and she gets a tissue and she's going like this to my face and i'm just like can i just get out of here please like just get me out of here well so what's the what's the update about the braces when you'll have them oh the 28th 28th yeah, because right now uh, every single um, spacer is in my mouth where it's supposed to be because I'm not eating and I'm not biting. So that's a Monday, and then we record on a Friday. That'll be yeah, July second. So, my- so you'll have a nice new set of braces. Now you're right gonna be on getting, the top. I will. You're gonna get colors. You're gonna get like uh, clear yeah. <laughs> or white, whatever. I I it was five hundred dollars more, but I said I don't want the metal. I want to as as little as possible you know i don't want it to stand out like a sore thumb i uh, i used to change the colors of my rubber bands so <laughs> when you smiled it'd be different colors so i did uh, blue, blue and orange for the mets i also did and this is very marky and this is why i said you called me a mark before we started for something i said i had blue and yellow for the wwf at one point on my braces i'm perfectly fine to admit it i can't with him good lord it, it made me who I am today. Oh, well, yeah, that's just wonderful. Um, so, yeah. So anyway, that's that's where I'm at. I Did I say, did I tell you when I traveled for uh, Boston two weeks ago, I got a COVID test and I had my little one with me and I had my sunglasses on because they went so high up my nose. I had two tears oh. <laughs> come right down the side of my sure. face unprompted. And I was like. 
just driving. She's like, are you okay? I was like, I'm fine. That hurts. I'll be okay. So oh. when, when something can plug the tear ducts from, you know, it's, yeah. You know, you went deep. I, I tried. I was a man. I was I was holding firm, you. but she went so far into my brain that it popped two right out one side on each. Oh, that, I, I can't imagine that. That's um, yeah, that would hurt. Uh, another thing I'm pissed off about is is Twitter. Call me oh, out. Oh, yeah. Out was I submitted every single thing that you are supposed to submit. And they don't even, all it is was, it came up on my timeline, on my Twitter feed, whatever it's called. Like I was, I woke up one day and I'm scrolling through whatever I have, you know, you push your notification mm-hmm. and it just says your, your Twitter verification has been denied. I and can't believe that. No explanation, no nothing. So now I'm just at a loss for words because everything that I submitted was what they needed. Mm-hmm. And it just pisses me off because there's literally people like 239 followers. I don't know who they are. No offense to anybody, but they got the blue check mark. Crazy. Uh, yeah. I, when you got denied, I was tempted to do it just to see if they would do it. Because I mean, who's, what's the status? What you have 30s, what 36,000 followers. Almost. Yeah. At this right point, I mean, like how can they not see the app mentions, the responses, the re- it's not like you just sit there and you promote Twitch or you promote Patreon or you promote the podcast. You're, responding to people right you're constantly marketing stuff how could they not give you the check mark and i saw somebody else that was like oh i'm so happy i got it. i can't remember who it was and i was like that, that makes they had like four thousand followers there's a um one of the fans was telling me there's a fan a wwe fan that got a check mark because he's a fan i guess super fan yeah you have to submit websites that have your images on them that can prove who you are. Mm-hmm. I mean, what better website to submit than WWE? It it doesn't get more, you know, because I'm on the, alum- yeah. I'm the alumni. Yeah. I'm all over the videos. I submitted that one. I submitted the pro wrestling tees to show them that I have my own store. Um, all that stuff and denied. That's yeah, that's and that's see, like that's what the the whole thing. What does it matter anymore? It doesn't. But for me, it just I've had people say, you know, you really should have a check mark, And I'm just like, don't you think I want one? Yeah. <laughs> I just I joined so late. I've only been on Twitter for three years. Some people have been on for like 12 since they started. Right. I joined so late. So when I first joined, they weren't taking requests anymore. They just started taking requests like a month ago. So I submitted my info right away. And then it took them two weeks to tell me you're denied. And I was like, screw you, Twitter. Yeah. Well, um, at first, when it, they opened it up, it was like you had to wait to see when it hit your profile. So I was casually going through. I saw it hit mine. So I texted it to you, too. You're like, I'm on it. I'm already on I already it. submitted it when you texted me. Yeah. I already sent the stuff in. And I was just patiently waiting. So now I have one more source, a secret source that can possibly get me the check mark. So I'm just waiting, but I'm just, you know, it just bothers me. It bothers me that I did everything right and I didn't get it. Yeah. Yeah, you absolutely did. Uh, It's funny. Chris Pavone uh, had Mm -hmm. his check mark from when he was with WWE because he was on Twitter back when 
Twitter was still giving out the check marks. Yep. And uh, he's got, you know, 139,000 followers from when he was in WWE. Right. And when he was contemplating, you know, leaving wrestling and starting his own business, he was like, well, I'm just going to keep my Twitter because I have a blue check mark. I have 100,000 plus followers. Sure. So he's doing all his serious, you know, uh, motivational stuff and all his uh, his things. Good. Under Croft Daddy WWE. <laughs> That's okay. And guess what? If you try to change your your name, you, they will take the chip mark away from you. Yeah. Well, Ryback, Ryback had that done. I know. And, and Ryback, really? Terry, she, I think I think she told me she, her T was like in small case, and she wanted to capitalize the T, and she did, and they took her check mark away from her. Sometimes that's all it takes. Is the yeah, because I wanted to change my my handle, and then I was like, no, because now it's on everything that I do, and it's just a pain in the ass to go and change twenty different things. Yeah. So I'm just keeping it the way it is. But um, like you said, the blue, I don't think the check mark really matters. Everybody knows it's me, but it just looks nice and it's just professional looking, and I just want it for whatever reason. But. No, you have to. You need it. You for especially for you. You're on Patreon. You're on Twitch. You're on Cameo. You're on Twitter. You're on Instagram. Facebook. You're on everything. I know. And literally everything. Now you don't have your own website. Okay? I, do, I used to, but you I used don't, to. Yeah, I don't anymore. You might. You know what I might suggest for you, and this could be something too that might be something that toggles their uh, their their people. There's a thing called Linktree. Have you ever heard of that? Linktree is, I, I think it's free, but it takes all of your links and puts them in one spot. And I you have put that on your profile. Yes. People click Linktree and there's all your shit right there. Gotcha. Yeah, I did hear about it now that you're, well, it's just, uh, I don't know. It, it pisses me off that people who are not out there have a check mark and me, I'm busting my ass every week and I can't get a check mark. That's it's just it's a downer. So I I feel the frustration uh, for mm-hmm. you. Um, yeah. We uh, we're awaiting our guests to join us here in, in in a few moments, so we won't go too into detail. Um, but I mean, there was one I I had found this article the other day, and I can't really pull it up in the detail that I, maybe I would have if we had more time. But there was a, an article about the women of extreme. Okay, and it was a whole thing written about the history of ECW and your history getting into the business. I found it interesting that the article was written now. Okay. Because there really hasn't been anything about that class, you know, written on a major, major platform. But this ran down your whole entire career. And when we have more time, I'd love to dig into it more. But kind of interesting to see how this entity wrote your career trajectory but do you think the women of extreme don't get enough press and this article was nice as everybody but i don't think they get enough press in the uh, the mainstream wrestling uh, media um i mean i i guess i agree with you you know not not to be trying to put myself over or anything but we you know we did a lot back then uh we did things that women you know, I should say valets and managers, so to speak, weren't doing, you know, and getting beat up by the guys and, and taking finishers and, and all that kind of stuff. And I think not even the women, but I think ECW as a whole sometimes just gets pushed to the side because more so you hear about WWF and WCW 
back in the 90s. And then they'll say, oh, and the, you know, the little company ECW or, the, you know, the indie company. I hate when they used to say, uh, the indie company. You are in an indie company. An indie mm-hmm. company back then did not have syndicated television, weekly television, pay-per-views, video games, dolls, or action figures. That's to me that that's a major company, you know. And and I feel like a lot of people used to just discredit what we all did for the business. Um, we always had that specific hardcore fan base that everybody loves to talk about, and we were underground. And and you know, I, I just feel like uh, I feel like if we could have continued. We would have been more mainstream if we had the finances, obviously, to promote ourselves more. Um, and I'll say it again. I believe TNN was a nail in our coffin for yeah. us. Um, so I, I just don't think it's the women in general. I feel like it, the company, maybe not so much individuals, but I feel like the company kind of gets pushed to the side uh you know because we were we were always known as the number three company out of the the big three they included us in the big three but a lot of people just called us this little indie fed that ran out of a bingo hall so it's like oh they only ran every three weeks out of a bingo hall no we toured we traveled we went places we did a lot of things we were on pay-per-view like well, what do you have to do to get respect? Yeah. You see the watch along that we have this week, the crowd of a house show that was ravenous. Could have been a pay-per-view the way sure. they were reacting. The uh, the title, they, they what they say is the title is Women of ECW, Their Stories Are More Than Meets the Eye, Changing the Roles of Women in Wrestling and the Emergence of ECW. Well, that's nice. You know, that's that's nice to hear. And Everybody who comes up to me always says, you know, without you, this wouldn't have happened. And maybe that's true. And maybe that's not true. But I just I feel like we like the girls all worked really, really hard. And I think we left our mark in this business. And just, you know, as a whole, I just don't feel like ECW gets enough credit for what it gave Right. To the wrestling world. All right. Let's take a minute to pause right here and talk about our brand new sponsor, Legacy Sports Nutrition and LegacySups.com. You've experienced a loss of motivation, energy, or sex drive, or if you're noticing that you're a little softer around the middle than you used to be, it could be that your testosterone levels have dropped. By the time men reach the age of 30, in most cases, the T levels have started to decline, and low T can lead to a loss of muscle mass, depression, lack of energy, and low sex drive. The good news is you can remedy this with Test X9. This stuff is the real deal, guys. This formula is nine clinically proven ingredients to naturally boost your body's own testosterone production experience increases in strength energy and sex drive as well as improved mood and well-being feedback has been awesome guys in their 30s and 40s have reported waking up with morning wood for the first time since they were teenagers if you want to take it to the next level you can maximize your results with the ultimate
ultimate test stack, which combines Test X9 and T-Assist, an estrogen control and liver support blend, and Recovery PM, an amazing sleep aid that has had incredible feedback for helping people get the best sleep they've ever had without feeling groggy the next day. You'll be amazed what an effect raising your T-levels and improving your sleep will have on your overall performance and well-being. Don't settle for average and man up at LegacySupps.com. Again, it's LegacySupps, S-U-P-P-S.com. And use our code Francine for an additional 10% off your entire order. But that's not all. And now, check out the new women's line of supplements for Legacy, developed and approved by multi-time world champion and future Hall of Famer, Mickey James. Mickey is like a fine wine, getting better with age, and now she is sharing her supplement regimen with you. Available now at LegacySupps.com. That's L-E-G-A-C-Y-S-U-P-P-S.com. Go to LegacySupps.com and use code Francine for 10% off your entire order. Don't forget LegacySupps.com, and we want to thank Legacy Sports Nutrition for being a part of the Eyes Up Here family. Here's what it says under your picture. It says, although Francine looked the part of diva, she certainly had no problems taking bumps and getting physical in the ring when asked of her. Thank you, whoever wrote that article. In in 1993, while Francine was living a pretty normal life, but working (laughs) in a job she hated selling insurance in Philadelphia, she saw a television commercial while she was eating dinner. I'll have to save that because our guest is now joining us. Oh, okay. Uh, would you like to introduce him? Oh, I'd love to introduce him. Yes, please do. I mean, growing up as a fan, how could you not love the Bushwhackers? And joining us today is WWE Hall of Famer, the great Bushwhacker Luke. Hi, handsome. How you doing there, Francine? I'm great. How are you? Bloody lovely tell your mother. Oh, my God. I love the voice. I can listen to you, sir, all day long. Uh, let's get close quarters. Whoa. <laughs> My husband won't mind. Come on over. <laughs> How have you been? Good. I've been good. I just, after a, after a 16-month layoff, I'm back on the road. Uh, you know, I just read, I, I'm going to start with that. I just read that you just worked in May wrestling. I mean, since since the, fifth, the 10th of May, I've worked four shows. What are you doing? <laughs> Back on the road. Hey. Are you loving it? I never went off my premises for seven months. True. A lot of people haven't. I yeah, mean, it's been, it's been a year. You know, I, I just go to the gym. I, my family, we haven't gone out and eaten or anything. You know, it's... Uh, anyhow, we online? Oh, yes. we're, we're rolling. We're, we're, live, we're going right now. Oh, we were rocking and rolling. Well, let me ask you a question. How do you feel being back in the ring? Because you you did retire for a little bit, and you did some autograph signings. You're out and about, but now you're working again. How's your body feeling? Good, good. The only time I was out of the ring was when I was booking IWA in Puerto Rico from 201 to 209 or 208. I was out of the ring, but I've been in the ring since then. So you've been working a regular schedule up until COVID. Until COVID, yeah. Well, you know, working when working when anyone wants to book me. That's true. Well, that's that's the, the hey, life of the wrestler. Not everybody wants a dinosaur. <laughs> you look wonderful. This year I'm seventy. This year I'm seventy-five years of age. God bless you. You look wonderful. As handsome as ever. Let me tell yeah. you. Uh, mate, I'm like, hey, Francine, I'm like a nuke, a car on the front of a car, like all polished up, opened me up, 
and I'm a lemon inside. There you no, you are not. Do you know you won't remember this, but I, I remember this. The first time I ever met you and Butch, we were doing I don't remember where it was, but we were doing a signing. It it was, I think it was might have been before you guys came into ECW. We were doing the signing. It was an outdoor signing. I was sitting at a table and you and Butch come walking down. There were stairs behind us and you just came over and you both licked my face. Yeah. And I'll never forget that. And that was my first. And we've never been the same since. I haven't. I, it no, made me a better haven't. person. No, you're okay. We haven't. <laughs> That's hilarious. I loved it. Well, you started wrestling in what, 1962? Yep. What made you want to be a wrestler? Next door, my next door neighbor was a bodybuilder, and then and he went to Mister New Zealand, and he placed second. The the um, judge for the show was a few, was a past Mister New Zealand, 19, 1950 Mister New Zealand, and he said after the show, the judge said to my um, neighbor, he says, "Do you want to make some money with that body?" And my neighbor said. How he says, well, come into this gym in, in Wellington, which is eight miles away, he said, and, um, you know, we've got wrestling rings there. We've got two rings there, not wrestling, boxing rings. Now, this gym was like the first Rocky movie, the steam room in the back with the pipes rattling, all, all um, kettlebells lying around the floor. There's only, a, there's only a, um, a squat rack and a bench press rack. No other machines. And that was it. And then they had two boxing rings that were about a foot off the floor. The floor was the boxing rings. The floor was as hard as the floor you're standing on. Mm. And um, four ropes, 20 feet apart. The ropes, the, in New Zealand, the um, commission, it had to be 20 feet apart. I don't know why, but that was the law. And, um, you know, there was always four ropes. It wasn't until, it wasn't until Jim Barnett came into New Zealand you heard of Jim Barnett, right? Yes. Yeah, Jim Barnett. He opened up Australia, WCW in Australia in, in 65. And when he came over to New Zealand later on in the 60s, we went down to a three-ring, a three-rope ring. And um, it was it was rounds, too. The main event was eight, eight minutes. And wow. if, you did, if, you did, if you didn't do six rounds, the people wouldn't come back. They'd think they were screwed. You know what I mean? <laughs> And then the end, and then the set, the um, the match before that was eight five minutes. Eight, you know, I used to do eight five or eight six minutes, and I had to do six. At least I had to do thirty minutes too. Good lord! There were three minute rounds, uh, five minute rounds. You know what I mean? So it stops, and then if you're getting the heat up on a guy, and it stops, and then you had to wait. If you're a single, you had to wait till the bell rings. And dive in and try and build the heat again. That's different. Wow. Jim Barnett came in and he made 10-minute rounds. And that, hence the 10-minute matches. When Jim Barnett came to New Zealand, say 70, 71, he, um, that was 10-minute match, 10-minute rounds. And then we got to 12-minute rounds, 15-minute rounds. So we got rid of the bloody, um, you know, the... The th you know, the eight minutes and go through the long time. And all of a sudden went to from um, from British-style European wrestling to American wrestling. You know, European wrestling, 
when you threw a guy down, you had to stay with him. And, you know, if you threw him down and you let, let him go, you couldn't go and touch him. You had to go with him when you went down. I don't know whether you knew that. This is going back. Yeah, that's, this is like that's the difference go. between European yeah, and American. Yeah, any fall move, you had to go with him if you wanted to work with him on the mat. And um, you couldn't you couldn't stomp or you couldn't punch. You had to do the British upper. You do the oh, forearm wow. like that or the up British uppercut. And that, and you do the knee drop or leg drop. You couldn't kick with your foot. Huh? You guys are the shooting police, over there. <laughs> yeah. The police, the police would come in the ring and stop the match. The police were the commission. Look at that. That's heat. That's unbelievable. <laughs> that's yeah. That's different. No, I wasn't aware of that. That's uh. So wow. if you go if you go eighty five minutes, that's not a Broadway, right? That's like uh, that's like a Broadway plus like another mile. Five minutes. <laughs> How long were shows back then? It was the that was the European British style. You know what I mean? So when um, so when when did you and and Butch join forces together? Sixty six. Sixty six. Okay, so you you had started training in sixty two, so you had a couple years I, under your I belt. I was working point. as a fag, Sweet William. Sweet William. First gorgeous Teddy Williams, and then I switched to Sweet William. Jim Barnett changed the name. He said that's the gorgeous Teddy. He changed it to Sweet William, and that uh, because I was going over to Australia and working against um, and I was light then too. You know, when I first started, I was one seventy five soaking wet. Oh wow! Sixty-two, and then and um, and then I started going to Australia in about sixty-six, sixty-seven, and of course there's Spurs, Arion, Mario Milano, all the uh, and um, up your way, um, Dominic Danucci, oh, yeah. Killer Kowalski, Jesus uh, Tarzan Tyler, all the all the top guys. Bull, Bulldog Brow, you know, Bulldog Brower, King Curtis, Mark Lewin. Wow. Mark, Mark Lewin was the booker. Okay. Abdullah the Butcher, he, he had the, the Japanese Fuji and Tanaka. He had the Von Erichs, Waldo and Fritz Von Erich. It was heavy. It went from British, you know, I went from British wrestling to heavy American wrestling. We'd grab a hold and then kick the shit out of them. Baby face <laughs> grabbed a hold. He'll kick the shit out of them. Because you were you you worked in New Zealand and then you worked uh, in Canada for Stu no, Stu Hart, right? In Australia first for Jim Barnett, where I learned to punch and kick, and then okay. I worked up into and then in the late um, the late sixties, um, I worked a lot Singapore, Bangkok, around there, and then wow. and and Japan, and then seventy two. 72. In the 60s, I worked against Andre. You know, he was six, seven foot four, 350 pounds with a big afro. <laughs> Which we worked with him a lot in New Zealand. He never come to North America. When we went to when we first come to North America, which was Montreal, Andre came in six months before us. Mm -hmm. So and Killer Kowalski, Andre was the main baby, and Killer Kowalski was the main heel. And of course, we knew Killer from Australia, so we right. knew the two top guys in the territory. And and that Grand Prix was running three towns a night, and wow. the Rougeos were in the same area, and they were running one town a night. 
That's you're you're all over the place. That's what a history though. That that is, that's that's unbelievable. I didn't know this history, mate. Ken, I didn't know this history till later. But right. they said that that was a, in North America. That was a hot spot of wrestling in the early seventies. Toronto, Montreal was drawing the biggest crowds regularly at, at that time. Of course, they had the main guys, Killer Kowalski, who had sold out Madison Square Gardens in the 60s and 70s, and they got Andre the first time ever, you know, um, Gene Fury, not Andre the Giant, Gene Fury. Right. Oh. Yeah. That's a yeah, lot. It's unbelievable. You know, I'll just say about news. Uh, uh, Dominic Danucci always says about that WCW, that was like the highlight of his career was back there because he thought that that was an unbelievable territory and the, the, the response at the time was off the charts. And that was one of the favorite places he ever worked. Uh, where? In, um, in Australia. Yeah, yeah. Well, Dominic, Dominic was a big run down there. Tell you, see, Australia is full of um, a lot of people immigrated from Italy and, and, and Greece down there. And, and um, Australia had towns which were predominantly uh, Greek and um, Italian. And, you know, Mario Milano and, and Dominic Danucci, Italian. And then yes. Spiros Arion. I don't know whether you heard of him. Absolutely. He, he, big Greek from uh, – and then he worked for Vince Senior a lot. And then uh, he was the big baby face down there, the Greek baby face. You are incredible. How, how did you guys uh, – did you get recruited to well, go to WWF know, at the time? New Zealand promoter knew the Vachons. Okay. Peter and Morris. Uh-huh. He met them. I don't know where he met them, and that maybe in Japan. And um, this this is not the same promoter who got me started. Now he's been bought out by another guy in New Zealand, and that who was an ex detective who hated drugs. Uh, oh well. But he, but he was a drunk. He was a detective. <laughs> hated drugs, but he was a drunk. Right. He ended up being a publican. He owned hotels. Anyhow. Oh. Um, Funny part is everyone he hired was everyone he hired was big druggies, and he had to and he had to let guys go in New Zealand because the police gave him a warning. They told him, "We know you guys are a, a smoke. This is in the '60s and '70s, and we know you guys are on smoking weed because we seen them smoking it in the street and that." Then he had to get rid of different guys in the street. Oh. Yeah. No other place yeah, to do yeah, it. Getting back to the story, <laughs> Morrison. So that's how we got over. Morris and Butcher brought us over. They they owned they owned Grand Prix with Edward Capontier. Right. Okay. You know you've heard of Edward Capontier, mm -hmm. the flying Frenchman. Absolutely. Right, 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 right. He did he did the he did the French broadcasting for WWE. The right. WWE. Okay. Okay. So what year did did you guys join uh, with Vince? Vince was 98. No, 88. 88, 88. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, well, let me just – I'll give the backstory quickly. So, I mean, Butch and Luke, as the sheep herders, completely – I remember the first time I saw you guys as a little, little one. I was scared to death of you because of the bloody matches that you guys had and you're brawling and you're kicking ass. And then when he gets to the WWF in 1988, Vince has a different vision for you guys. You become the Bushwhackers and then become the most lovable tag team that they ever had. That's what I was going to say you guys were the cutest the, the the cutest wrestlers ever like you were just you reminded me of big teddy bears you know the funny part is a lot of people 
And a lot of people down south, they didn't realize we were the same guys. You know what we switched? They said, how can two guys go from being hardcore before hardcore became a name brand to comical? And that was easy. We were, you know, we were in NWA and we just had an angle with, with, um, with um, the guy in the wheelchair. Barry uh, Magnum? Yeah, Magnum TA. Magnum TA? No, no. Oh. Lex Lex. Oh, oh Lex Luger. Yeah, okay. And then we just done that two weeks before that I got the call. We were working with the Rock and Roll Express, NWA, and um, and um, we got the call. And, um, you know, we were wrestlers in NWA. Oh, bloodthirsty and, and kick-ass ones. And that, but when we went to with WWE, you know, we we're old enough to know money, money's money, merchandise, merchandise. Mm-hmm. It's true. Yeah, you, you guys were you, those days. Vince made you a celebrity. But you're so versatile that you can you can do it all. So that you you phenomenal workers. You're a good baby. Yeah, face. You're a great heel. I, right. Actually, about four years ago, I did some barbed wire matches. Oh, oh Jesus. <laughs> as, as a heel, as a heel, because the baby face, I was in his hometown, and it was hard, too, because the people wanted to cheer me, and I had to go way out to get the heat. You know what I mean? Yep. I understand. Well, I, I always, uh, I started watching you guys when you were in WWF. So when I would see the Bushwhackers, I loved, like, I just thought you guys were big teddy bears, and I loved the gimmick because it yeah. was fun. Hey, yeah, I've whacked a little bush in my life. <laughs> you know, but they usually tell me I'm. They usually tell me I'm shaved. <laughs> that's a little bushwhacker humor there. I had a book. I had, I had this book that was called the Big Book of Pro Wrestling, and inside of it was I got this. It had to be 1987. I mean, you guys are just biting people, ripping the heads, blood everywhere, all over you, all over them. And then when I see you guys marching down the railroad track for the first time, it was like a, a change in in culture. But again. What a what a lasting legacy! And now you guys are in the WWE Hall of Fame. I mean, you'll be forever ingrained in the you know the marching. And like Francine said, you licked the side of her face. I mean, how many people have come up to you over the years with the same story? <laughs> yeah, you know, um, you know, we were, last year too, we we went in the Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame too. Yeah, much deserved, right? Yeah, but, uh, yeah. The, that's that's voted by the the past. Um, the past Hall of Famers. That's that Hall of Fame. Well, may I ask you a question? Um, I just watched it this morning. Um, ECW is where I, you know, that's that's what I'm yeah, known for. You guys came in for a couple shots. How did did Paul call you to do that? Like, how were you contacted, and what was the deal? Yeah, that yes, you we we'd only been out of WWF for about four months, five six months. And Paul called us for that. And then he said, after that, we'd like to start you, you know, and I'll call you when we need you, you know, in a month or two months down the road. Now, at the time, we were hot in the, on the independent circuit. Okay. And we had, every weekend, we had three bookings, you know, it's Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, or Friday, Saturday, or Sunday. Right. So we came in and worked the three shows, and they were in Florida for, for Paul Lee, and that, and that, and... Um, you know, we're, we're straight up guys. 
you know, when we kill a person, we're gonna we're gonna work for you. We don't let them down. Now we were on the marquees for a lot of independent. Um, hang on, for a lot of independent workers. You know, months ahead, we got bookings, and that we told Paul. You know, we needed you know to, at least to give them a month, six weeks notice, month notice. Lo and behold, the following Friday, he called us first thing in the morning. He said. We need you tonight for the weekend. That was classic Paul, though. <laughs> yeah, now we were booked and we were on the marquee for all these independent people who were booking us regularly. You know what I mean? They yes. had booked us up for a year. And um, I said to him, Paul, I said to him, who did he get to call? The guy with the cane. Who was Sandman? Huh? Sandman? No, the other guy. Dreamer. Dreamer? Dreamer. Yeah, and that, and I said to Dreamer, um, uh, you know, give, give, uh, give, let me give them a month's notice, and that, blah, blah, blah. So okay. he went back and that, and the next day I called, well, I, I, you, you don't want us then. You don't need us then. That Paul doesn't need you. Oh, oh man. <laughs> See that? Because you came in and you did the doublies. Well, you that made? was the whole story. Storyline. We come in as the doublies and that. And we're going to work with Sandman and his partner. Who yes. was Sandman's partner? In, in the match I saw, it was Dreamer. Dreamer, yeah. Yeah, so we, we we were actually going to come in and, and do a thing and then shoot an angle with uh, Sandman and Dreamer. That was the whole storyline. Yeah, because then it was just like you were gone. And I I never knew what, what happened. Because, we, I mean, we've had people come in and out. You know, like yeah. Scott Hall worked for us for a weekend. Like people just didn't stay. It was like a revolving door. But I had heard that we were supposed to use you more, but I never knew the backstory to what what happened. Yeah, so that was it. You know, we he was going to give us a month's notice. You know, you know, come in the site reception, right? But it was Paul. I heard that he changed the television, and he did that a lot. That's why the air tickets. He had, I heard the people who were buying the air tickets and that they were banged up because there was a lot of last minute air tickets. And Please you know, <laughs> three weeks out, after three weeks out, the tickets tripled. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Well, I, I feel bad because you guys got a great reaction. You got a heel reaction yeah, when you but, came out. Yeah, but you know, there's a few things in life that I should have said, fuck the independence. And then Paul my Fuck the independent people, but then Paul, Paulie may have used this for that one angle and said bye-bye. It's true. You never know. I know. I know. But we would have got some super heat. We would have got over there. I'm sure we would have got over. You did. You did that one match. I'm telling you, I just watched yeah, but it you know, I'm talking about getting over to draw money. You don't get over the first night. You know, a lot of territories as heels. Butcher me got the first week. We had people throwing stuff at us throwing stuff after they saw us on television, but we didn't have the heat to draw the house. You know, it takes time, a month, six weeks to get that, the drawing power. You know With what I mean? you, you and Butch, though, had such, everybody knew who you were. And Chemistry, coming, yeah. Everybody knows who you guys are. Coming in as heels, especially with Dudley shirts on, that's instant heat. Oh, yeah. Because the Dudleys yeah. were one of the, they were like the top heels in the company at this point. So with you just yeah. wearing that shirt, you automatically had that heat siding with their side. Yeah. 
So you guys would have, oh, it would have been fun to see what, because you didn't wrestle that match. You 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 drew Bubba and Devon into the ring. You guys didn't work at all. And you were getting booed out of the building. You didn't even have to do anything. You didn't even take a bump. <laughs> no, it was, the matches were easy. Those few oh. days were easy, easy. But you know oh, what? You could have seen the sheep herders come back at some point. Oh, and, yeah. and had that the ECW thing worked out, you guys could have been back to that uh, old school uh, sheep herder <laughs> mode of the hardcore before hardcore was hardcore. Yeah. We, started doing, those, we started doing those barbed wire cage matches and fire matches and stuff like that in the early 80s. In the late 70s, early 80s, we first started getting into that sort of stuff. You know, chain four-way chain matches and that. Right. Well, I, I can't believe that you're still, I mean, 74, you look great. Um, yeah. It's in your blood. I know, you know, being a worker, everybody just, you're always going to be a wrestler. That's that's it. But I, yeah. I didn't know you were as active as you are. Oh, here we go. We have an appearance on June 26th. So, so Luke is going to be touring with the Captain's Corner. At okay. the end of June, the weekend of the 26th, he's got a, a pretty uh, pretty decent schedule on tap. He's going to be time, at, What time am I at Captain's Corner, mate? Well, this, <laughs> this one, the, this says 11 a.m. I don't know exactly the time you're arriving, but we got 11 a.m. on Saturday, June 26th. This is at Hero's Hideout. Okay. Where is, the, that? Where, is oh. that? Where is Hero's Hideout, mate? Is it Hero's, Massachusetts? Hero's Hideout is in uh, yep. Massachusetts. You're doing the Captain's Corner Happy Hour with, with Nick from Captain's Corner. That's on actually Friday the 25th. Fun. Those are always fun. Uh, then we got Back in the Saddle, which is June 27th. That oh. is in Allentown, Pennsylvania. Look at you. You're everywhere. And then you're also in Stockholm, New Jersey on uh, the 26th uh, with Barrett Windham. Oh, so you're, you're double booked on the 26th. Yeah, you got two. You're there. busy, sir. That. You have a full schedule in June. Yeah, that weekend. Yeah, you got four hey, shots hey, in three days. They've got this old guy working. I know. Well, yeah. uh, you know, if you're enjoying yourself, then why not? Uh, that's that, those are easy shots. Uh, you know, um, meet and greet, signing, signing, and taking photo ops. Do you enjoy them, Luke? Because so many people, like for myself, I love doing signings and interacting with fans. But there's, and I won't name names, but there's a lot of the boys who hate it, yeah. and they're bored and they they don't like talking to people. No, Do you I enjoy like, I them? Like to bullshit them and have them on and joke with them, and I try to move them through fast as I can, but I try to lay a bit of lay a bit of smack on each person. There you go. <laughs> so you're enjoying yourself. Yeah, uh, you don't. If you're not enjoying yourself, I usually pick myself up beforehand. <laughs> well, coffee up, coffee okay. up, and, uh, and then that's okay. So, so I'm ready to go. You know what I mean? I enjoy well, it. Good, and, and and I do too. But I I hate you know, especially since we're being paid to be there. But so many people, they just sit there and they're miserable. And I'm just like, then why are you even doing it? Like, have a good time. Exactly. That's I don't understand. You know, they want to get booked, but when they get there, they just sit there and they're in a on their phone. In a sad state. Yeah, they're on their phone. They're not paying attention. We're being paid to just hang out. 
and yeah. meet people. It's it's such a blessing. After taking bumps all your life, then you you get a reward by getting yeah. an easy payday. That's the way I look at it anyway. But. Yeah, I do parties, you know, uh, wedding things too, pre-wedding oh. things, and uh, different parties and that. That's easy. I, feel I love like it. I'm, I feel like I'm robbing the people. <laughs> I enjoy doing. I enjoy doing. You go. You're not and robbing the people. People want to see you. And you just go around, and whack them on the shoulder, and start <laughs> BSing with them. You know what I mean? <laughs> How can people get a hold of you if they want to book you for an event? If they want to book me for a wed, it's Bushwhacker Brand. Bushwhacker B U S H W H A C K E R B R A N D at gmail.com. Okay. And they can hire you. And are you on Twitter, sir? My uh, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook is all Bushwhacker Luke. I need to go follow you on Twitter. I'm a big Twitter girl. So I, I need to see. Uh, the trouble is, uh, I've never been able to get into Twitter, but oh. everything I do on Instagram, I put it through Twitter and Facebook. Okay. Smart. Yeah. You know what I mean? Hey, Instagram is for the young kids. I want to get hooked up on Twitter, but I, I don't know how. I'm not quick at all that shit on Twitter so much. <laughs> yeah, but see, Instagram. And it's I easy. Can... Everybody, everybody tells me it's so easy. Twitter's very easy. Instagram, I'm too old for because <laughs> you have to like post all these sexy pictures on Instagram, and I just don't have time for that. So yeah, I do I Twitter. Everything. I see on, on Instagram, I cover all my posters, you know, for shows. And yes. everything because I just hit two buttons and it goes to Facebook and Twitter. Well, there you go. See, he knows more than I do. I don't even Smart know. Guy. Smart guy. I can't use Instagram. I hate it. Yeah. I, I just hate do. it. Yeah. But yeah, are you. And it, and it takes a while. I've only got about. It takes a while to build it, too. I've only got about 35,000 there. And, and those people love you. Yeah. You know, growing. Twitter's easy to grow, they tell me. Twitter's easier to use, in my opinion. And you don't have to post a picture, which I love. Yeah. I don't want to post my pictures. But I, I am so happy I got to talk to you today because I haven't seen you in a really long time. And I'm hoping, you know, we do a convention and I will come. And maybe I'll come up to you and lick your face next yeah, time. Yeah, I'm hoping to work up that way, too. I'm Norm, Norm Connors. Hey, I'm going to see a man about a dog. Yeah, I'll come back in a second. Oh, and then you go see a man about a dog. Hang on. Okay. <laughs> a dog. He's gonna go see a man about a dog. Well, well, we'll let you go if you need to go because we got your stuff out of the way. <laughs> hey, I'll be back in a second. I'll okay. be back in a second. I'll do this here. I'm I gonna... thought it was a joke. I thought it was too. But here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do this while I, you know, we'll keep him there while we uh, we'll talk about Patreon before we say goodbye. Okay. Uh, we're watching Shane Douglas uh, versus Sabu. Uh, we may have recorded out of order today, so this is a uh, an interesting house show match. Very rowdy, uh, quite a crowd, and uh, the Queen of Extreme in action for sure during this one. I was man. I was all over the place. I'm yeah. looking forward to that. And then uh, we're also going to do a think while you drink. I didn't put up a banner for it because it's not only just going to be like a think while you drink. I have a video I want to play for you that I just saw come by my uh, my <laughs> my Twitter. We're going to do this in two parts because it's going to be a long one. Yes, so, it'll be a longer one. So we'll get uh, we'll get that okay. broken up. Yeah, um, we might do different um, different topics to keep it fresh. 
without a doubt. I'm, One and two. I, I'm very intrigued about this dog. What's the dog? Yeah, I don't know what he's talking about. I thought it was like, hey, I met a dog. It's like a punchline. Like, I'm going to go get a dog. Yeah, I thought he was going to tell a story about, uh, you know, whatever. But I just want to say this video that I, I pulled up, uh, the reason I saw it is because Kurt Angle is trending. So it looks like it's some sort of fight video <laughs> where I'm guessing <laughs> somebody pulls out a Kurt Angle move. I'm guessing that's why uh, it was trending with the name Kurt Angle uh, attached with fellow WWE Hall of Famer. Of yeah. Luke. That's like the Randy Orton thing where everybody was getting the RKO. Yes. Oh, oh, there's the dog. I had to open the door for my little girl. Oh, how cute. It's a toy. It's She's a toy. Um, Maltese. Wow. Oh, she's so cute. Aww. Now, is that Bushwa- Bushwhacker Doggy? Is that what? <laughs> I, I, I used to have Great Danes and Newfoundlands, which were, you know what a Great Dane is. And a yes. Newfoundland, 150 pounds. Now, now I've got a little sexy Lexi who's six pounds. Sexy Lexi. Yeah, you just carry her around everywhere. Huh? You just have to carry her around everywhere. Yeah, yeah, she's. Would you bring her to the ring? No, like a mascot. Oh, she's precious, so cute. Well, listen, yeah. Luke. Um, good luck on all your uh, upcoming ventures and signings. And yeah. I, I really hope I bump into you somewhere because you're you're delightful. Yeah, I'm heading out to Dallas in a few hours. There's Are you? It's um, SWE Fury. Yes. If you look at the card, if you go to my Instagram and see the card. It's got Kevin Nash. It's loaded with talent. Who are you working Kenny Long, this evening? Kenny Long is the manager on the show. It's right. A, it's a televised show. Yeah, Kevin Sullivan works there too, doesn't he? Yeah. Okay. And who who are you working with tonight? No, no. Um, I'm not. I'm not working. Oh. I'm doing. I'm doing just a signing. There. Okay. Good. Good. They've got a lot of people. They've got. They've got guys. You know, they run all the time. So they've got their own clique with their champions. And that it's not just where they bring everyone in. They've actually got a story, storylines going. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Well, that sounds like a fun appearance. Yeah, it is. Good. Go- I know everybody and I know the owner. Right? Oh, that's fun. You'll have a good time. Yeah. And I, hey, what's the name of this show? This is called Eyes Up Here. Eyes Up Here. I fear. Okay. Eyes Up Eyes Here. Up here. Like, don't look <laughs> here. Eyes. Hey, Put your I, eyes up here. Eyes up there. Eyes I, up. I, I was coming in for a boat and with, <laughs> oh the, motor, with the motor on it. Oh with the motor on it. Anyhow, oh it's great to be eyes up here. I love to, love to being on your show and that all the fans out there, Bushwhacker Luke, check me out on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Bushwhacker Luke, and uh, BushwhackerLuke.com website. I've got T-shirts, photos, rings, 215 Hall of Fame rings. And, and 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 all the action figures. Check me out, it. folks. Love your show, and I've talked. Hope to see you down the road, Francine. Absolutely safe travel, sir. Thank you. When I'm on my walkabouts, I'll help you. I will help you. <laughs> I I can't wait to see you. <laughs> Take care. Thanks, Luke. It's adorable. See you later. <laughs> and there's Bushwhacker Luke. He's so yay <laughs> oh my god i love him he's adorable oh that's great that dog put us over the top for that sure dog was, that dog looked like a stuffed animal see would you get that kind of dog 
No, because you still have to walk them. And yeah, I'm, I'm in the same boat. I completely I agree. They're cute. If oh, somebody else has precious. it, if somebody else has it, we can enjoy. Let, but let, let forget the dog. He is delightful. Yeah. What a personality on him. And 74, he looks wonderful. You know, just um, I I really enjoyed speaking with him. It's something about that WWF wrestler from that era. From that, that era, the old brings time. the good memories out of everybody, especially when they're like it. it, it just it, it not. I'm not going to discredit anybody who's not like that from that era, but this is a guy who we saw as the lovable, lovable baby face for yeah. how many years. And to have that kind of charm still, oh. and it is, it's so awesome as a fan to watch it. That is, that is so great. All that enthusiasm. He was had. so adorable. And you know, the, the backstory with ECW that, that makes me That's so <laughs> upset. That, yeah. that really makes me upset because it's not the first time I heard something like that, you know, like, Come on. I was there for seven years. I've heard a lot. Now, now let me ask you this, though. So is that Paul putting Dreamer in the hot seat by ta- by making him have that phone call done? You know, and Dreamer's of, is the messenger. Yeah. I mean, uh, Tommy was Paul's right-hand man, so he took care of a lot of business for Paul. So I I don't know. I just think it's pretty shitty, <laughs> to tell you the truth. It could have been. Imagine that. Imagine the sheep herders coming through ECW. Fun and, with that oh, event. man. But I'm telling you, like, I watched that match this morning, you know, and, and I'm just when they came through the curtain, because they had Sign Guy as their manager. Yeah. And they had the Dudley shirts. It was automatic booze. Mm-hmm. And that's what I was trying to tell him. Like, no, you don't need six weeks to establish. No. You had the heat as soon as you came through the curtain. Yeah, but You're that's his old school, though. But that's the old school. Yeah, I know. But that. I'm just saying, like, in, in this day, well, in the 90s, that, yeah. in that day and age, all you had to do was wear the heel shirt and boo. <laughs> look, <laughs> you know at, I mean? look at Rude. Look at Sid. Look mm-hmm. at any of the WWF guys that normally you would think wouldn't get a big reaction because it's WWF, they're the they're the bad guy. We don't like them. That was instant boo. <laughs> what could have been so depressing to think about it? Crazy. Yeah, but he's he's delightful. So I'm I'm glad we. Yay. Yeah, I'm glad we got to talk. <laughs> and now when I see him, I might just go and lick him. I there don't you know. Go. Maybe well, it, I don't know. Maybe a rub, a head rub. They also did the head rub. Oh, I can don't. do. Yeah, licking licking a person isn't really. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll say goodbye then for this week. For me, it's at Chad E&B, excuse me, on Instagram and Twitter. IB Exclusives, my website where all my autograph signings and things of that nature are going on. Uh, Please continue to support. Uh, Also, shout out to our newest Patreon member as well before you give your uh, plugs. Um, Daniel Sykes. Daniel Sykes, who I can reveal this now. Hey, he was the first Patreon member to join after I said I'd give away that photo on the uh, the episode last week. Oh, so Daniel Spikes right. is going to be getting that uh, that eight by ten signed by uh, the Queen in the franchise. So I met Daniel in person. Very nice, so Shane and I, and he he is a wonderful guy, and I'm so happy to have him on board. So Daniel, welcome to the party, Woo. to the family, and. Uh, you're going to be hearing from us real soon because he also wants to come on for an extra. Absolutely. Well, hopefully next week I'll uh, be able okay. to secure his time. But that's all I got. Okay. And uh, across the board for me, uh, you can find me on all social media platforms at Francine. You can find my Twitch at www.twitch.tv forward slash Francine. 
And when I do cameos, you can find the link on Twitter as well. I hope everybody is staying safe and healthy. And uh, with that, that is a wrap. Hey, it's your old buddy, the Chadster from Eyes Up Here with Francine, the TMPT Empire, and the brand. With a special announcement about my company, IB Exclusives. IB Exclusives is a collector-based sports memorabilia company giving buyers the opportunity to get personal items signed through our exclusive private autograph signing events. With over 20 years experience in the sports memorabilia industry, with IB Exclusives, it's a whole new ballgame. Creative Control listeners, you can now get 20% off any purchase throughout the month of July by using the promo code CCN20. Again, head over to IBExclusives.com, make a purchase, enter the promo code CCN20, and take 20% off anything in the IB shop, any of the private signings, and including our brand new sports card page. It's all available to you at IBExclusives.com. And don't forget, while you're on IBExclusives.com, check out the entire list of upcoming signings, join our mailing list, and as always, as I like to say, we will catch you on the flip side. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste, the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. What's out there is unknown. So at UC San Diego, out we go. Because to take on the challenges of the here and now, you got to get your feet wet, your eyes open, and your mind out there, way out there. Turning the unknown into cures, culture, and connections with each step forward. So pack a bag, a notebook, and some sandals, and get ready to look far and think further. UC San Diego. Learn more at ucsd.edu.